Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, what's up, YouTube? It's Richie from Boston. Today is the 25th of the of March in the year 2020, and I am in another state. And there we go. I am joined once again by Dr. Andrew Kaufman. Dr. Kaufman, thank you so very much for making the time to come back and talk to people because people have so many questions, and your opinion matters more than anyone I can think of right now. So well, that's very kind of you to say, and uh, it's really, uh, you know, I enjoyed the first time and I've got important information to uh, talk about. So I'm, I'm really pleased to have this opportunity. No problem. The links that you sent me are staggering. It is amazing how mainstream is suddenly somehow flipping the switch. But before I forget, right off the bat, I've been telling people that according to peer-reviewed paperwork from the medical community that go back all the way to Louis Pasteur, I believe, a virus has never actually been proven to kill anyone. Is that correct in your medical opinion? Well, I, I would take that a step further. Uh, a virus has never been proven to exist that causes disease. So if it doesn't exist, it certainly cannot kill anyone. Okay, now there's that. I already knew that, but I just wanted to have you reiterate it as simply as possible. The second one is, if everything you just said and everything the scientific com and medical community know is true, then how could this thing be transported through the air? Well, well, I don't believe that it can be. Because, and um, I mean, dude, have you seen how the social distancing is? I've got people that are, their work will fire them if they are more than six feet close to each other. They have to maintain six feet apart. This is insanity on steroids. Yes, absolutely. And uh, there's uh, people going uh, beyond that, having uh, checkpoints and monitoring uh, people's vital signs and all kinds of stuff. I mean, th there's so much fear in the air that people just don't know what to do and they'll just uh, do just about anything. Um, you know, people do not want to take cash from you. They think that uh, they're going to get it from the bills. You know, the, every cashier that I've uh, been near uh, lately has been wearing gloves, some of them masks as well, uh, even makeshift uh, masks. I mean, it's like, you know, a few years ago, you were seeing all those pictures of people in China wearing masks because of the air pollution. And I was thinking to myself, that's got to be a horrible type of existence. And now that's the reality that I'm living. Okay, doctor, let me... It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. I'm trying to multitask here, and like I said, I'm not in my usual area, so I'm kind of winging it. What is the? Uh... Here we go. Have you seen this as of yet? This is from the government gov.uk, and I'd love your opinion on the high consequence infectious diseases where they are as of yesterday. Oh, no, I'm sorry, as of March 19th, 2020. They're claiming COVID-19 is no longer considered to be a high-consequence infectious disease in the UK as of March 19th, 2020. Well, Am I reading this wrong? No, uh, I think it's about time that there's uh, some honest assessment to this because the number of people that are dying is not really raise any flags. It's a, a blip on the radar compared to a normal flu season. So that's that's the most honest governmental report I've seen other than uh, from Italy. Right. And that's that's the other thing. And now for people that don't know about this document, I'm going to put this up here one more time. I just did a video maybe an hour ago. Several people have covered this, but the original link to this document, I suggest you save this on an external hard drive. Here it is. But we're going to move on to this next thing that I find well, incredible. If Incredibly I could interrupt strange. you for a second. Right. Have at it. Yeah, Have at it. sorry. I just want to mention because, you know, uh, I still practice some conventional medicine, although I do it in a, a bit of a unique way, but I'm around other doctors. I know other doctors. And all, all the doctors that I know personally that I've uh, interacted with, are they're not afraid of getting sick. They're not afraid of, uh, you know, tons of dead bodies around them at all. 
they they realize that it, this is way blown out of proportion just because they can feel it they they're not seeing it in front of their eyes so you know it's about time that uh, an official body has uh made an assessment that matches up with all our experience well it's crazy because we've been saying this from day one and yet even with people from the medical community sending me letterheads they're not even afraid they just they're freaking out because Everyone in the medical community is saying H1N1 was actually kind of problematic. This one is absolutely nothing. But look what's happening. We've got the we've got L.A. shop owners being threatened to shut their electricity and power off if they don't shut down their stores. People are being wow. threatened with losing their jobs if they get within six foot of their coworkers. And that's after them driving to work with a paper that says to our law enforcement friends, this person has the needs to be on the road. This is totally insane. And it continues to tighten, even though you just sent me this phenomenal link, which I'm going to put up right now. This is basically the mainstream saying the same thing. That I, okay. Why is this standby doctor? I'm, I'm yeah, no problem. Nicely. I'm going to bring up the Italy link that you sent me. Is that, will that work for you? Yeah. Yeah. That would be excellent. Standby because this is just basically, this is Bloomberg yesterday repeating what i've been saying over and over again and i'm not saying it like we knew the answer but it's fairly obvious 99 percent of those who died from virus had other illnesses italy say the doctor sent me this link speak on it man yeah so um if you could scroll down to the pie chart um i think this is uh this is really telling so uh, and I also, I want to say that this this publication follows up an editorial where the uh, president of the Italian equivalent of the National Institutes of Health, I think his name is Silvio Brucifero, he was interviewed in one of the Italian newspapers. This is covered on John Rappaport's blog, uh, which is where I found it. And he, and this was a week ago, okay, but he came out and said that only two like one, two deaths in Italy were directly attributable to the virus and that all the other cases were in people that were essentially severely ill. And when I say severely ill, I mean that they have their, their older people mostly, they have uh, one, two, maybe even three serious illnesses and just a common cold could easily put them over the edge. Certainly the, the most of the flu deaths that we see every year are, are in people just like that, where they're very vulnerable. They, uh, I bet a lot of them have lung disease. They didn't give that specific information here, but you could see on this pie chart that the little sliver at the top uh, that you could barely see that says 0.8, that's the number of people that were not ill who died from COVID-19. Um, on the right side, the big black uh, section that is uh, just just under 50%, those people had three or more chronic illnesses. So this is like someone with heart failure, COPD, and and kidney insufficiency, right? So they're, they're, they're very, very um, vulnerable and uh, weak people in terms of their health. Uh, the other two sections were either two or one illnesses, and they were split evenly about 25%. So you can see that really this is an insult that people who are already very ill may succumb to, but healthy people are going to be just fine, same as, same as with the flu, pretty much. It's, it's the same as with any other year on the earth ever. People that have compromised health, if they happen to get some sort of a cold or flu, they could perhaps die. That's why we call people getting sick and dying, people getting sick and dying. It's what happens. But all this fanfare, all these, I mean, all of this happening all at one time is absolute insanity. Have, did you get a chance to see the YouTube, uh, Never Lose Truth YouTube channel? I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar or not. No, I'll have to check that out. Never Lose Truth. Well, she did a video last night where she went through all the webcams all over the world. New York City, Perth, Australia, London, everywhere. And the streets are just absolutely empty. It's like it's like an alien invasion met the rapture and everybody just disappeared. It's absolutely unbelievable to me. And the and the um the mainstream MIT are saying social distancing is the new normal and it won't be going away. They're setting this meme up, and you, and thanks to you and others. 
we know that this stuff doesn't spread airborne. It doesn't work like that. So, and it, there's no way they don't knew that. They don't. They don't knew that. You love that. That's from Boston. That's how. That's the kind of schools we got in Boston. Dr. Well, that, Boston. That's my here. alma mater, uh, Rich. You know that. Seriously? Yes. What school? Uh, MIT. Are you shitting me? No. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know. Yeah, so I lived on Beacon Street. From MIT. MIT is the one that set me off on this whole thing saying when they put out that paperwork saying that they had invisible ink tattoos and they could remotely detect if you had a vaccine, I said right there and then, I said, the next move is going to be a pandemic. Watch. And within a week, it came to fruition. But MIT, I mean, it's there's there's some of the best and brightest in the world. That's that's the deal. I don't dig the fact that they've got Darwin carved on the side of one of the buildings, but you know, you get what you pay for. I know exactly where that is. I know you. Do. <laughs> I do too. I've been there. I've been there a couple of times. All right, let me pull up another. Let me pull up another article. Are you done with this one? I mean, I'm, yeah, I, no, the- I, I mean, I think we covered it well, but I did want to say one more thing about Italy because on your last episode, I took the uh, mortality or the death statistics from China and I extrapolated that to the U.S. population and it would have amounted to 15,000 total deaths. So I did the same thing with the Italian numbers from that paper. I took the uh, total number of uh, deaths per population and extrapolated to the U.S. and it only amounted to 9,000 deaths. Wow, that's crazy. Check out this comment right here because this is becoming a very common email. My landlord says we have to have vaccine in order to live there. The vaccine is everything. It's in, in like in Absolutely. You, you sent me sent several. Maybe that's a good segue. Do you mind if I pull up the? Uh, no, absolutely. I wanted to talk about that. And uh, I want to make sure that I give your viewers some guidance about how to protect themselves from some of these things. Uh, so that includes the testing, the vaccine, and uh, possible uh, seasonal illness. But um, I think, you know, this is a very key point. And I want to tell everyone that your landlord has absolutely zero authority uh, to make any decisions or demands about your personal health and your body. In reality, the government doesn't have that right either, but it's going to be a little bit tougher battle with the government, but no one is going to back up any landlord making demands like that. I agree. I totally agree. We're in murk, like we're in some murky waters because I know people that are planning on filing paperwork and yourself included, but the one problem with this, this entire thing is an enormous anti-constitutional, anti-humanity criminal event that's going right now this is just a massive looting and then they're going to try to force a whole new paradigm on people we're going they want us to live on an earth where you don't actually come in contact with other people for fear of a mild flu that's been around for a long time that every single solitary person in the medical field i've talked to have no fear of uh, you might feel a little uncomfortable right. you might get a runny nose this is amazing man <laughs> this is totally amazing and you being here may possibly be the linchpin that sets somebody off. That's why we need as many people that are actually real educated citizens in this field that have the courage to stand up. And you have, doctor. No matter what happens, when the smoke clears, in my opinion, my humble opinion, you've done your part. Well, so, I really I really appreciate that. It, it means I've so much. I never said that to anyone. FYI. So I'm, I'm, I'm serious, brother. So... Thank you. You know, for me, it's uh, like just something I have to do. And, um, you know, that that's all there is to it. I agree. All right. I'm going to pull up the COVID-19 or do you want the false positive first? Uh, Let's let's do the false positive first, because I I think this is really important for the people out there uh, to be very, very wary of the test because the results of this test are gonna be used to um, categorize you and uh, possibly to confine you to some kind of general area. There's uh, a lot of legislation that uh, provides that the government can do quite a number of things to detain people in this kind of a situation. And if you don't wanna be labeled as somebody who is uh, sick, then the best thing to do is try and avoid the test as much as possible. So this study uh, comes out of China where, where the, the uh, scientists actually allegedly discovered this virus and where there's the most data. So it would make sense because you know they were affected first. 
So what they did is they tried to uh, calculate a false positive rate for the test. So that means how many, what percentage of the time does a positive test actually represent someone who's healthy and does not have any disease? And they specifically looked at, at people without symptoms because this would be the most common reason to use a test. Once people are symptomatic, you're basically just confirming what they have with the test. Um, you know, if you believe the test is accurate, which it's not. But in people without symptoms, so this would be like if you voluntarily went and said, please test me, I want to know. Or more likely, if you had some kind of contact with someone who turned out to either test positive or actually be ill. Um, and they're not they're not going to wait until the ill person tests positive. They're as soon as the first symptoms uh, arise, they're going to want you to test right away uh, if anybody knows about this. So in all of those scenarios, you'd be without symptoms. You, you wouldn't be feeling anything because you just supposedly were exposed to it. If you get tested under the, that situation, according to this paper, there's an 80 percent false positive rate. So in other words, four out of five people that test positive don't have this illness. That's so, amazing. And when you when you tie that in with the excuse for bringing troops into American cities and towns, which is exactly what they're doing, I've seen it with my eyes now and videoed it. Those are the guys that are going to be giving you the test. This entire thing is a hoax. So how is the test? I mean, this is perfect setup. And sadly, from what I'm gathering, from talking to as many credible sources as I can, nine out of 10 people are falling for this hook, line, and sinker. And they'll just drag this out till people just tap out and say, give me the test and I'll take the vaccine. Just give me my life back or whatever you say I can have as a life back. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Uh, I did see a little glimmer of hope this afternoon, though. We had a sunny day where I'm at in central New York. And um, there were a lot of kids out playing and they weren't staying away from each other. And it's the first time I'd seen that. I don't know if it was the sunshine or what, but uh, I would just be so excited if this was the beginning of people starting to realize that uh, this whole thing is not a big deal. Well, uh, that's, the, that's the thing. People in, in California were ignoring the stay away bans and all that stuff. So then the government stepped up one more thing and said, listen, if you don't close your shops down, if you don't stop being selfish and don't close your shops down, we're just going to kill your lights and your water. That's what we do. Wow. That's what a SWAT team does when you hold up in a house. These are common war of attrition type tactics. When you look at the event 201 uh, footage, because a couple of channels put up all of it, their first thing was we got to get rid of these damn anti-vaxxers. We got to flood the internet with information and the other one was we have to act like this is a war. And the first thing Trump did was declare a war. After he was right. just saying, this isn't real, this isn't real, suddenly I'm a wartime president. So I hope people resist till the I mean, do you want to live in a world where you're not even allowed? You're not allowed you'll get fired if you go within six feet of another person. That's not living. That's nothing. It's a joke. But I'll digress on that. Go ahead, Doc. I apologize. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's not a joke. This is a, a really uh, a scary situation. And, you know, the military paradigm is no coincidence. I mean, this has been used over and over again. The war on cancer, the war on drugs, the war on terrorism, right? And now uh, this, this war uh, seemingly against the people. And uh, this military paradigm is also the germ theory. So the whole biological aspect of this is is also rooted in the military paradigm right that we have a virus that invades us attacks us and kills us and the only thing we could do is armor ourselves with needles and uh and syringes it's totally amazing how how with just words and terrible terrible statistics in real life to back it up they've managed to pull this off and I was just talking to my friend about this before. They left the information up of the incredibly low infection rate, the incredibly low death rate, and people still panicked and did as they were told for the most part. I drove from I drove thirteen hundred miles in two days and saw probably a tenth of the traffic I've ever seen, and most of them were eighteen wheelers and U-Haul trucks. You know what I'm saying? And speaking yeah. of the military, let me pull this up before I forget just real quick, and then I'll let you take over. 
This came from one of my military subscribers. And I don't know if you can see this. I'm going to blow this up. So stand by. Okay. But I asked him to send me a link and he said, dude, they sent this straight to me. This is delivered to Defense Finance and Accounting Service. The U.S. Army is reaching out to gauge the interest of retired officers, NCOs, and soldiers who would be willing to assist with the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic response. You know, then they give you the pep talk and everything, blah, blah, blah. That's all you need to know. But they're looking to get anybody that's retired from the military to come in to help test. This well, is, That's got the makings of something that could get incredibly ugly. I got a letter from Governor Cuomo today saying almost the same thing. Uh, we need the help of additional qualified health professionals and related professionals to supplement our hospital capacity, blah, blah, blah. Uh, to treat seriously ill coronavirus patients. And yet, when people are actually physically checking with hospitals all over the United States, nobody's overflowing, and the numbers don't even show that they're overflowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is no pandemic except on the news. It's amazing. That's right. Um, you know, I got another invitation today that I'll have to follow up with you. Uh, it was an invitation to a anonymous doctor-only uh, message board as uh, specifically to share information about the virus. So I haven't had a chance to check that out yet, but I'm very curious to see what the other doctors across the nation are saying. So can you, uh, can you go on there anonymously and not put your name out there and see if you recognize anybody else to make sure it isn't a total psyop? Well, it's uh, I, it actually came, th it could be certainly, and I'm definitely going to be very careful uh, what I say on there. Um, I may just I may just uh, eavesdrop. Uh, but this interestingly came from this um, service that does like a two factor ID. It generates a one time passcode to put in prescriptions for controlled substances. So I thought it was kind of strange that they would be the ones to organize this kind of uh, chat room. But it, this did not come from like the CDC or the state government or anything like that. Cool. Cool. Well, let me know how that works out. I you've, will. you've already like I, I I'm fairly certain before we went live the first time I said to you before we went live that you realize doing this is going to it's going to draw a fire. You know what I mean? And you said you were well, you've 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 got balls of steel, my friend. Well, listen, I mean, uh, I know that a lot of other physicians who have come out and told the truth and, and other practitioners too, not just MDs. Um, have, you know, unexpectedly died at very young ages. And uh, I keep hearing about more and more. Uh, in fact, uh, I was listening to uh, the, uh, was it Robert Parker and Don Lester um, on, on the Crow radio show? Yes, that's uh, who they were. Right? And they, they, they were, I, I would definitely encourage anyone to check out their book. It's really uh, excellent research. Do you happen and, to know the name off the top of your head? I um, with mem remembering stuff. Yes, I have it uh, just one second because I just ordered it. And so I have it in my email. Take your time. Yeah, I've, I've tried to plug that as many times as I can. Those two have done, those two and you, I had to eat my own words because I was under the impression that if this didn't go the way they wanted, that they would actually spray the virus in an infected area because I didn't realize it couldn't go airborne. And after, look, after talking to you and looking into it, it's completely true. I mean, this is amazing. Social distancing has spawned from this lie. So the book is uh, What Really Makes You Ill. Ah, there it is. You're um, and they were talking about um, HIV, uh, another virus uh, that is not existent. And we're mentioning Carrie Mullis, who is a Nobel Prize winner. He's the, the scientist who discovered the polymerase chain reaction, PCR, which is actually the the type of test that they're using for coronavirus. But after he uh, won his prize and discovered that, he thought it would, it would apply to a test for HIV. So he went to the literature to try to find the paper where they originally isolated and characterized and photographed the HIV virus. And he couldn't find it. He found, you know, famous Bob Gallo's paper, which was full of controversy where he plagiarized uh, um, the copy, and there's lots written about that uh, your audience can look uh, for. 
But he, there was the other scientist in France who actually was also involved in that collaborating with Bob Gallo. And after he searched literature and asked all these other virologists, where's the paper? He actually found the main guy um, at a conference and he went up to and asked him and he didn't have the paper either. So Carrie Mullis had all these talks about this, that there, there's no proof that HIV exists. And when they were talking about it on that interview, they said, well, he died a couple of years ago and he was a young guy too. Wow. Yeah, I've read a couple, I, I can't remember the exact author. It was a woman professor who wrote a book and I believe it was called HIV, AIDS, HIV, oil and diamonds. And she explained- Yeah, AIDS, opium. You're the best. Oil I and diamonds, uh, Nancy Turner Banks. That, Nancy that Turner Banks. That was, yeah. a, that told about George Herbert Walker Bush George W. Bush's rise through the the oil company. All, I mean, it's amazing stuff. And I wish I had stayed on that thread at the time, but I'm very flighty. I have the attention span of a mosquito or some other small <laughs> pest. Well, listen, um, after this all blows over, I can come back and uh, talk about that book at length. It's one of, uh, I think it's one of the most important uh, books on modern medical history. I agree. I agree. It's a phenomenal book. I gave it away to somebody a long time ago, but definitely a great read. Do you uh, do you have a preference? We did the positive fake uh, readings. We got Israel's saying they've got a virus, COVID virus yeah. being shipped. That's the vaccine. Yeah, let's let's talk about the vaccines. All right, let me bring that up right now. Uh, COVID being shipped during the trials, and it's funny because you also sent the other link that showed that which school was it? The scientists came up with a a vaccine in three hours. Yeah, that was in San Diego. Uh, it was at a private uh, biotech company. So there, there are actually, uh, these three articles are three separate vaccine in development. Okay, so this is one from Cambridge, uh, you know, MIT, Harvard land, uh, Moderna Therapeutics. So there, supposedly, it's already started uh, some kind of clinical trials. I did see another article, I didn't send it to you, where they actually were talking about skipping animal studies, which are generally done in the first phase of clinical trials to test toxicity. So they're basically skipping the toxicity studies. Imagine and my surprise when you say that. Yeah, exactly. So you could see that there's, this is whoever, you know, makes the vaccine that is going to be administered worldwide is going to become very, very, very wealthy, very, very fast. And that's why there's a race of these companies trying to develop something. And um, all the indications that I see is going to be that that this is going to be a mandatory vaccine for every man, woman and child um, in the world, possibly. And, you know, I'm not going to allow that uh, to happen to my family and I. Uh, I encourage everyone to make their own decision. But there, there's absolutely no scientific rationale that a vaccine would work. Um, and we know from other vaccines that they contain a lot of toxic materials, uh, such as heavy metals, preservatives like polysorbate. Um, they contain uh, foreign DNA from animals, sometimes from aborted fetuses. And, and they don't um, they don't actually add thimerosal. They just clean all the equipment with it. So that's not <laughs> well, a big deal. There, there's I believe still is thimerosal in many flu vaccines. Right. Uh, but but you're right. They did make an effort to take it out and reduce it. But there's still the aluminum hydroxide, which is most likely the biggest offender anyway. Let me ask you while you right there, the aluminum oxide could that in just. I'm not putting you on the spot, but could that explain all the autism and Alzheimer's in everybody? Because aluminum has been introduced through so many different various means. Yes. It, Absolutely. I, uh, it's my opinion that all of this uh, neurologic illness that we have uh, never faced before, including, as you mentioned, autism, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, and many others, is most likely directly attributable to this aluminum. And I would, I would like to refer uh, your audience to uh, a, an excellent, excellent uh, series of books by Forrest Moretti, Forrest with two R's. And uh, he wrote the book called The Autism Vaccine and another book called uh, Crooked, which lays out based on 
amazing historical and scientific research. He he does a unique thing, which I think is is really really important to make sense of these, especially when you go back in history, uh, is to to look at the historical record and the scientific record and match them up so that you really understand the context of what's going on with the science um, at the time. And uh, he just does an amazing job of that and lays out a theory that goes down to quite a level of detail about exactly how these illnesses can come about uh, from this. And, uh, you know, if we had a if we had a couple more hours, I could explain it <laughs> to you. It's uh, it's quite a mouthful, but I definitely encourage people to look into those books. And the way, so if anyone out there feels that they have to submit or they don't know a way around uh, this and want to protect themselves from the possible damage from the vaccine, I have some suggestions of what would help. And I also want to refer people, uh, last Monday on my uh, channel and my show, Medicamentum Authentica, I did a piece on detoxification where I kind of summarize all of the body's main pathways of detoxification. And uh, some of the information that I'm going to suggest here is going to be on that video in much more detail. So if you want more detail, please go and watch that. And then you can always uh, send me questions later on if they're not answered. But the first thing I'd recommend is that you take a trace mineral supplement, uh, such as shilajit or fulvic minerals. And what this does is it makes sure that you have all these enzymes and chemicals in your body that need these trace metals uh, to function properly. And when you don't have them, and most people are deficient in these because the modern agricultural practices have depleted them from the soil. So your body will substitute whatever's around and you don't want it to be substituting aluminum. So you want to make sure that all of these enzymes are happy in your body before you get that injection so that the aluminum will not displace and go to different parts of your body. It will stay just in the site of the injection. Okay, so you can start doing this now to prepare yourself. And by the way, it's a good idea to do anyway because we're all deficient in uh, trace minerals and there are many other benefits from doing that uh, besides this. Um, so if on the day, well, and there's one more thing you could do to prepare yourself. And I strongly encourage everyone to do this, which is to increase the number of bowel movements that you're having. And what this does is it just opens up your body's pathways of detoxification. So your body can really efficiently remove toxins. Um, so if you, if you can do something, there's various herbal supplements. I'm a big fan of Dr. Jennifer Daniels' Vitality Capsules, which you can find at vitalitycapsules.com. There are other options. You could use celery juice, beet juice, boiled beets, um, high-fiber diet, uh, fire, fiber supplements, uh, whatever it takes to get those bowel movements up. And the target, uh, ideal target would be three a day. Now, if you don't do that ahead of time, uh, I've got a remedy for you that you could do on the fly if you need to, but you might want to have this in your house, uh, which would be castor oil, uh, an old remedy from the castor bean. And um, I would encourage you to look for a product that is hexane free because they use hexane, which is an organic solvent that uh, is carcinogenic to extract the oil. But there's another technique where it's hexane free. And so definitely look for that on the label. But what you can do is um, after you have the injection, um, you're going to take a few things orally, but you can use castor oil to uh, purge yourself. Now, um, it, it's not gentle, I have to warn you, but you want to make sure you get that stuff out. So the dose would be a quarter cup for most adults. Uh, you may have to go a little bit more. It's pretty nasty, but it, it does the job. And um, you're going to be on the toilet for a little while after that. So don't plan to go anywhere. Have uh, somebody who can bring things to you if you need them. So, but castor oil is going to have another uh, application here because what happens is when you get that injection, and let's just say it's going into your arm or leg, your immune system, which is responsible for uh, moving toxins around your body and getting rid of them, immediately recognizes that aluminum is not supposed to be there. And what it does is it forms what's called a granuloma, which is essentially like a walled off area uh, to contain the aluminum. So the aluminum gets gobbled up by some of your immune cells. So it's actually inside the cells. And then those cells are stuck inside this walled off granuloma. And this, this forms pretty quick and you can feel it because you feel that little knot after the injection, that's what you're feeling. 
So what you want to do is um, as soon as possible after that, you want to apply castor oil to that area. And what it will do is it will help dissolve the granuloma. It's not going to affect the metal per se, but it'll dissolve the granuloma. So those cells can get into your circulation and then that then they can get out of your body through the toilet. And you, you really you have to open up that pathway in order to flush that out. Otherwise, it will go from the granuloma to somewhere else in your body. And you don't want that. So the bowel flow is a key, key thing. And then there are two things that you can take that will actually absorb the metals in your gut. Um, and one of those is uh, an herb that many people might like, which is cilantro. Cilantro just sucks up metals from wherever it is. It's definitely better if you can grow your own cilantro or you know that it's come from clean soil because if there are heavy metals in the soil, they'll be in the cilantro. But if you have the clean cilantro, it really uh, binds that stuff in your gut. Um, you know, eat as much of it as you can as you can handle. Make yourself some salsa um, or some Thai food. Um, and then the other thing is bentonite clay. Uh, bentonite clay is also extremely good at um, absorbing those metals. Uh, you need to be careful to buy bentonite clay that's food grade, okay, if you're going to ingest it. And, and I think that the dose is pretty small. It may be like a teaspoon. I would follow the instructions on the package. And it's important when you take the bentonite clay that it could make you constipated. So make sure that the bowels are flowing and it doesn't gum you up. So uh, maybe like if you're going to use the castor oil, I would say take the bentonite clay, wait a half hour, then do the castor oil. If you've done the preparation and you have your bowels flowing, uh, then you could just uh, take the clay and then just make sure you have good bowel movements. And if you don't, you might have to increase uh, whatever you're doing to stimulate that. So I think that's uh, a pretty good uh, protocol for removing the metals. Um, the one other uh, suggestion I would make is that you consider taking some antioxidant vitamins. Um, because there could be oxidative stress from some of the toxic materials in the vaccine, and this will just help quench them up. Uh, so that would be uh, vitamin A, vitamin C, and vitamin E. Do you go into this in greater detail? Not that you didn't just, but on your, your personal YouTube channel, you go into it in greater detail. Well, right? uh, you know, you I wanted to have questions that just flew by that I couldn't actually get in there without interrupting you. So, oh, well, I apologize. And oh, uh, no, yes. no, no, I'm not saying it like that. I mean, there's 5,000 plus people watching right now. So there's a lot of comments. But Absolutely. So what I was planning to do for my next uh, uh, show uh, on my channel was to actually discuss how you can treat uh, respiratory illnesses, uh, because I think a lot of people are maybe concerned about that. And if you get some symptoms, you, you know, you want to be able to heal as quickly as possible before someone can identify you and drag you to get a test. So I can expand that to go over this protocol again in a little bit more detail. Sweet, sweet. All right, let's, uh, you want to show the uh, Israel saying they've got a vaccine ready as well? Yeah, sure. Also, didn't you say that you were going to be on with uh, Jason Lindgren on Secrets of Saturn? Is that tonight? Yes, thanks for reminding me. Yes, at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, I'll be on uh, with Jason Lindgren on Secrets of Saturn, and I'll be taking uh, live questions. So if anyone has a burning question you want to ask me directly, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get to, uh, to everyone, but I think it will be uh, quite a show. I, I can imagine. I can imagine. That's great having a call-in. Be, being on the road, people are asking me to do the call-in. It's I can't I can't do it from where I'm at. It, Wyoming is not known for its phenomenal internet, service, <laughs> which is why it's got an F on the uh, social distancing. Social distancing, Wyoming's got an F, so that's why I'm here. But at any rate, okay, let's take a look at this. Uh, this is crazy how all of a sudden everybody's got a new vaccine ready to go. And I would imagine that, are you kidding me? I already did this once. Yeah, it's uh, kind of relentless on these main uh, mainstream news sites. Yeah, big time, big time. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it just keeps moving forward. So Israel's claiming that they have, it's, a, it's only, we, it was two years away a couple of weeks ago, but we live in a new we, need, we live in a new paradigm where things change in 12 hours exponentially. So what do you what do you make of this? Well, yeah, look at the date on there. It's actually the end of February. So um, it, it, it must. <laughs> so they must be uh, ready to announce uh, any day that they have 
uh, a vaccine. So yeah, there's there's a major race worldwide. Uh, whoever is the first to uh, prove that their vaccine works is is going to get the you know uh, uh, I don't know what is it a hundred billion dollars. Uh, I don't know how much money they have budgeted for this, but you know seven billion people in the world that's a lot of vaccines. Without a doubt, and it's funny with all this chaos, all this drama, all this unconstitutional, all these businesses being crushed, all this going on. The actor in chief, we'll just call him Donald Trump, found time amidst all this, this pandemic that's killing the entire world. He found time to sign in the 5G and Beyond Act of 2020. It was presented to him on the 16th of March, and it was signed into law on the 23rd. So fortunately, yes, that's done. So we don't have enough to worry about. 5G will be up and running whether you like it, whether it kills you or not much like the vaccines that don't have to worry about the the danger side of them because we don't have time to test for that. 5G was the same thing. Other yeah. countries are testing it. We don't have time for that because it's about billions of dollars. Well, I was just completely flabbergasted and astonished when I saw the director of the FCC saying that, yeah, we're not going to do any health studies. I mean, <laughs> it, well, it's, 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 it's insane. All over again, because here we are with the vaccines and we don't have time to test them. So that's going to be that's going to be great for just for for everyone. And it's funny how they're they're already referring to the post pandemic America already. Like I mean they just these guys are loving this. They've hit so many targets and all they did was words. And people in the time the longer time goes, more people are starting to rabble rouse. So they're just going to start using troops and such and so forth. So it's great. Let me ask you this before I forget. I don't have it up, but I've seen two separate professional nurse forums that I've never seen before, but that doesn't mean they didn't exist. And they're now saying, oh, those numbers last year and the year before about actual deaths from the common cold and flu, those were all greatly exaggerated. Usually it's only around 500 people a year. I'm going to call that disinformation. Would you agree? I mean, where do they come up with that? I think I think they put out of the same hat that the COVID nineteen killer pandemic might have been stored. Right. Well, I listen. I when I was right out of college, I actually worked for the health department in New York City, um, and it was a CDC sponsored position called the public health advisor. Um, they have these all over the country, and um, ironically, I was actually reporting AIDS cases. So my my job was to to take the statistics about who qualified for an AIDS diagnosis at the time based on their criteria and what was the outcome, right? Including the date of death. So I know, um, now I can't guarantee that this is the same way that they do their influenza statistics on an annual basis, but they they know how to, how to take statistics. I mean, I had a very rigorous protocol and I did uh, these, chart reviews, they took a long time. I mean, they invested a lot of resources into gathering this data. And so I think, you know, they, they certainly can manipulate the numbers at a high level, but I think the people on the ground who are looking at this are, you know, they have a lot of experience doing this. This right. is an annual thing. It's not, uh, it's way too many of us, way, way too many of us have use their own numbers for the last decade of actual deaths from common cold, influenza, H1N1, et cetera, et cetera, comparatively against the numbers they were giving, given us. For mm -hmm. instance, when you mentioned uh, John Rappaport, his paperwork, several other alternative media and a couple of fringe mainstream media reporters were all writing about Italy. Like um, these, this company, this company country, a Freudian slip, it's pretty much the same thing. This country was one of the first ones to completely lock down, and yet they maybe have two deaths. One, two days later, 751 people died today. And, and it was a, they, they do everything in a multifaceted manner. Fortunately, the military was here to handle all these dead bodies and move them for us, because having the military rolling down the streets is a good thing. And then the emails from actual subscribers and people I know in Italy, they're I already I already posted them in videos because I'm trying to post everything before we're not allowed. They're saying, dude, these these 100% fact, the CDC was cherry picking every hospice, nursing home, anybody. Yep, this person's dead, COVID-19. 
two two deaths the entire time. People start noticing seven hundred fifty one in a day. That's a lot of people dropping left, right, and center. If if I'm not a medical professional, but fortunately I know one. Right. What would you think of that? Seven hundred fifty in a day. Well, I mean, in how big of an area are we talking about? In your in a one block radius, that would be quite a number of people. But in a whole country or in a large city of of ten million, yeah. um, that's you know insignificant. Really, just is that the kind of numbers that? Well, the the okay in the United States, um, you know, the real death rate, by the way, is is one per person. But in the United States, in a given year. A 0.9% of people die. Okay, so what, what's 0.9% of 300 million? Sorry, I need a calculator for this. That's what I'm, I'm trying to pull that up too. I'm pulling up the world death clock. I got that from India. I got it. I got it. So that's 2.7 2. million deaths a year in, in our country. Let me, show, let me show you this. This was the one I ran the other day. The world death clock, and it was showing the estimated deaths... Am I showing this? I am. Yes. Okay. Estimated number of deaths this year as of Wednesday. I don't know what that means, though. Yeah, well, this is uh, since January 1st, how many people have died worldwide. Is that average? 13 million people have died since January. That seems like a lot. Well, I mean, uh, I don't don't know. I don't. This is not something I look at on a daily basis. But uh, but I know, you know, it's about so if it's you know, 0.9% in the United States, then it's probably a little bit lower in other countries that have better health. I mean, if you look at the the leading health indicators, which would be average mortality, infant mortality, um, the United States is pretty far down on the list. Um, right. All of, right? I, I pulled this up the other day and this number, this was the day, a- I pulled this up the day after you and I spoke and you had showed the number, you had a graph up and it showed it was like 11 thousand point four people had died from this virus yes i pulled this up the following day and it showed ten thousand something people had died from this virus now i'm going to guess that was about five days ago and now it's nineteen thousand six. but they show every country in the united states is oh 265 have died in new york somehow suddenly well the most recent number i found for the united states was uh in the three to four hundred range for the whole country I also saw this map that showed New York had the biggest um, infection rate. Right, right. Absolutely unbelievable from a common cold. Unbelievable. All right, what else do you need me to pull up while I'm here? We've got a lot of people watching right now. This might, I'm going to say this is probably the biggest live stream. You're on two channels. We've got 5,500 people watching. So, wow, that's great. I'm so glad you guys are all here. You're make, do, do you, you, you can't even uh, you can't even understand this because I'm fairly certain you're fairly new to this whole YouTube community, but we do have reach because we all tie in with radio, television, etc. And lots and lots and lots of people watch this. A lot of people just don't say anything for fear of being shamed. We don't want right. to be shamed. That's the new word in America: shamed. People are being shamed for being within five feet of others. So. What else can I bring up for you? We already covered the Israel, the fake potential COVID-19 vaccine, 99% of those who died in Italy and the world death clock. Is there anything else you want to talk about and have at it? Yeah, well, I I thought it might be helpful to just um, uh, describe some things that people could do to keep themselves in good health and um, to be as resilient as they can to any illness that comes around. Um, And, you know, this, if you kind of follow this approach, you'll ha- probably get a less severe cold or flu if you're going to get one of those this year. And so you'd be less likely to be targeted for testing or quarantine or anything like that. Um, so basically, it's just the same kind of principles that you would do normally to keep yourself in good health. So eat, eat clean food as much as possible. Uh, I would say that would be real whole foods. In other words, nothing in a package, no processed foods. Um, Drink water, uh, a lot of water, um, one quart per 60 pounds body weight. And it would definitely be better if you're able to drink distilled water or reverse osmosis water. Um, It may be difficult to do some of those things now, but uh, you may be able to get even distilled water in jugs from the grocery store. 
which is a, a, a good way to start. Um, in the long term, it, it does uh, get some plastic in the water, but it's, uh, it's better than tap water. Um, a really, really key thing is to manage your stress and fear because when we're, we're cowering and under intense stress, uh, it puts stress on us physically in our body. And that's when we get into a situation where we are generating a lot of free radicals, where our um, sort of uh, stress response from our adrenals kicks in, and that's going to make us much more susceptible. So you need to find some way to uh, relieve the stress. I, I definitely recommend getting out into nature. Um, you know, a lot of people like to do things like meditation and contemplation to relax, um, you know, take care of yourself. Um, and, and I also want to emphasize that I know that there is all this social distancing and you have to be careful because people will may freak out or, or, but the people who you're close with, you know, you need to maintain that personal contact, you know, you need to shake hands, you need to hug, uh, you give each other massages. Uh, you know, we, as living beings, we need contact with other people. We're social creatures. And uh, this separation is really, really uh, difficult on us. So come together with whoever you can, and that's going to really go a long way uh, to actually protect you rather than put you at risk uh, from contracting anything. Um, I think that, uh, you know, similar to the vaccine, if you start having some ongoing cleansing, you know, I, I think there's a there's a good chance that a lot of these acute illnesses are really related to a toxic exposure of some sort. And if you have the cleansing going on where you have good bowel flow, then any toxins that get in you, they are not going to hang around long and they're going to be gone. So it, it's a really good strategy to do. Um, and uh, like I said, on my next show, I'm going to talk about what you can do if you actually get get sick with some kind of thing like this. Um, you could also, once again, um, take the antioxidant type vitamins. Uh, so that's vitamin A, vitamin C, and vitamin E. So three out of the four fat solubles. Um, and maybe it's good to recommend uh, explain why I don't recommend vitamin D because a lot of people are talking about that. Um, if you want to make more vitamin D, I recommend that you eat high cholesterol foods uh, like uh, shrimp, lobster, uh, calf liver, chicken liver, um, even bacon, um, because that is what your body uses to make vitamin D. And then try to get some sunlight on your body. And, you know, you don't have to be in a bathing suit to make vitamin D. You can, uh, you know, just have your head and face out there in the sun, uh, you know, take a nice long walk because that nice long walk is going to improve your bowels. It's going to help you relax. It's going to get you out to nature and it will help you make vitamin D. So I, if you take vitamin D supplements, it acts as a negative feedback on that synthesis and your body stops producing its own vitamin D. And that's why I, I don't recommend taking it in a pill form. And uh, I saw there were some comments about cilantro that I mentioned before, which is very good at uh, getting heavy metals out of your body. And I forgot to mention that you could also take a tincture of uh, cilantro. Uh, rather than the actual uh, fresh herb. So if that's something uh, that is available or you have access to, um, if you could find a spagyric tincture, when that's S-P-A-G-Y-R-I-C, and it's a special technique that makes tinctures much more potent, and it, it comes from alchemy. It's actually the medical branch of al alchemy. It's called spagyrics. Um, that would be a, an ex excellent right? product. Did they spell that right? Um, probably. Not. I think it's I C at the end. My bad. I said that's okay. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a tough one. Talking. Hey, let me let me ask you real quick. This everyone's asking this. What are your thoughts, positive or negative, on colloidal silver? So, um, I am not really. That's not really something I recommend. I have don't have much experience with it, but I think most people are actually trying to use it at, like an antibiotic. And so in, in my opinion, it goes against uh, the, what I know about germ and terrain theory. So what I recommend uh, to deal with an acute infection is actually to do a specific type of detox depending on where the part of your body that has symptoms. So for example, um, like I've done this with my children several times, they get like a stomach uh, type of infection where they're vomiting and have diarrhea. And so I, I wait till, you know, after 
after they're vomiting, they have like a couple of minutes with no nausea, right? So I have them drink down activated charcoal. And I've done this several times. After that, they may throw up one more time with all the charcoal coming out or maybe not at all, but they that's it. The disease is over. Like right then. So like, um, you know, last a couple of months ago, my uh, daughter was experiencing this. Uh, she was at my at her mom's house and and uh, her mom dropped her by and because it was my day uh, to be home from work. And so, uh, you know, she's thrown up like crazy. I got her to take this. An hour later, we went out for chocolate chip pancakes. Nice. So if you approach it, if you approach it this way, yeah. And so on Monday, I'm going to talk about how you could do this for an upper respiratory infections, for sinusitis, for ear infections, so that you'll you'll be prepared uh, now because I've given you the uh, the stomach bug uh, recipe. <laughs> nice. Uh, and there are a couple. There are a couple of yeah. They're, they're hold, just, on, hold on one sec, please. Right here, I just put. Oh, it's not letting me. We got too many people in the chat. Um, Secrets of Saturn, you're going to be on with him at 7 p.m. tonight. That uh, that's correct. Well, for all the people that are asking these rapid Sorry. fire questions, go to Secrets of Saturn. That's and you right. Can catch up with Dr. Kaufman on the call in because there's five thousand five hundred of you leaving comments, and he can't answer everything. But go ahead, Doc. I didn't want to interrupt, but I just want to push him well, to. The well, you're a busy guy, huh? Oh boy, it's like when I'm answering uh, emails. Uh, you know, it's it's ne a never-ending job. Let me, uh, let me tell you one thing right now. I've tell I've told this to. I'm sitting next to Mike Decker, who's another YouTuber. I've told this to everybody. I'm going to tell it to you. The more people that start following you, the more hate you're going to get, and that's their job. Simply ignore them. Sim just don't engage them. There's just a lot of mentally ill, crazy, angry people, and some of them are just bots. They've, we've already proven it. So don't let them get to right. you. Amazingly courageous work, in my opinion. So well, I, I have to say, like, I've just been, you know, overwhelmed with gratitude and, um, you know, uh, just good, good vibes and good messages from so many people. I mean, I know that this message is reaching some people and that it's helping them in some way and informing them in some way. So I'm not going to be discouraged. I mean, I know that uh, there's a lot of people out there that are not very happy with what I'm doing right now. And uh, so, uh, you know, I expect that there's going to be some some nastiness uh, as a result of that. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to let it affect me at all. I'm, I'm totally resilient. Just let you know, because you seem like the kind of person that doesn't walk through life and come in contact with a lot of negativity by choice. YouTube well, can break the paradigm for you. Keyboard warriors are the worst. Rich, Just you know, you know, I'm a psychiatrist, right? I hear you. I hear I, you. I, I, I've come in contact with the most miserable, horrible, behaving people that probably exist, and well, I'm the I'm the one who's expected to handle them. <laughs> nice, nice. So it looks like it looks like I mean, these are just some ideas. It looks like it would be a great show for you to talk about colloidal silver, whether pro. Uh, pro or cons and the activated charcoal, because that makes sense to me because activated charcoal is used in aquariums, water filtration vehicles to remove nasty things, to make everything clean. And it only makes sense that using it for your body would be a good idea. Absolutely. Because yeah. no matter what happens, unless some absolutely stunningly amazing miracle happens, the earth isn't getting any more human friendly. They seem to me, purposefully pushing us into an anti-human earth where everything is toxic and it's just insane. So, yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, before the last century, I think, uh, uh, well, you know, in the 1800s is when doctors started using uh, arsenic and mercury as medication and they, they gave it to everyone. But, yeah. but prior to that, when they were started mining those metals, I mean, people just weren't really exposed to toxic substances uh, unless they were from natural disasters. Uh, you know, I mean, this. there were certainly volcanoes and earthquakes, right, that uh, put toxic things in the air. But those things were very, uh, you know, rare and, and uh, discreet. But now, you know, our entire lives, we're just being infiltrated with thousands of chemicals, um, heavy metals, with electromagnetic radiation. Um, you know, it's just incredible that we're not, uh, you know, dying off left and right, but we're, we're all chronically ill. We're chronically ill. It's someone in, 
I, I mean, this is my, I, I wasn't kidding. My memory span doesn't work. The two authors that Crow had on that you've already cited earlier that wrote that book on what really makes you sick. That's not even the, that's not even the name. The two authors Crow had on the British fellow that wrote the 800 page book that you just ordered. Yeah. Robert Parker and Don Lester. Don Lester said that if taking medications and pharmaceuticals made people healthy, Americans <laughs> should be the healthiest on earth. And that's not the case. We're like the 30, America is bad. It's, un, I mean, it's, I, I see a lot of people in America all over the place and they're mostly a great majority are in really bad shape because they can only afford to eat processed food, which is food flavored chemicals. Almost all of it. It's a, it's, it's yeah. staggering just to look at the side of the box and see what it is you're ingesting or worse yet feeding to your children. It's, it's sad, man. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I would encourage anyone, if there's a little piece of land anywhere near you that you have access to, you can start to grow some of your own food and you can do it in a clean way. And that way you're not dependent on buying it from anyone else. And you can keep this, uh, you know, going year to year. And this is the kind of thing that we need to get back to. We need to start doing things for ourselves, and we need to take care of our own health. Because our bodies have the ability to heal themselves. I mean, there's so much intelligence and magic in our bodies. It, it, it's incredible. And, you know, all I'm talking about is helping the body remove toxic stuff, you know. But, but I want to talk about the pharmaceuticals that you mentioned before because, you know, they've, they've really got a racket here that um, they basically, through all these exposures, make us sick. And then they, they don't give us the cure. They give us something that makes us feel a little bit better. So it makes it a little bit more tolerable. And we just keep taking it for, forever. And it's a great business model because, you, you know, you keep taking it and taking it and taking it. But I want to tell everybody out there that virtually all of these diseases are all curable. And really, the cure is within you. You just have to do some things to allow your body to heal itself. And once you do that, um, just magical things happen. And I, I've seen this so many times, and it's, it's kind of hard to believe, but all these illnesses that I've been told over and over again through my medical training that are uh, you know, lifelong illnesses that, that there is no cure, that they don't know what the cause is. And it's just not true. I don't know if you've got an opportunity. I think you've mentioned it before, but I'm not positive. But James Corbett from the Corbett Report on YouTube did two documentaries. They're both about an hour and a half long. One's called How Big Oil Conquered the World, and the other's called Why Big Oil Conquered the World. And he explains how all these people you're looking at right now literally infiltrated schools almost exclusively universities in big pharma how all these chemicals all these pills all these tablets people take are made from petroleum-based products and these guys never wanted anyone to they don't want they don't want to cure anything they just want to give you a drug and then tell you to worry about the side effects and give you another drug for the side effects it's just an amazing snowball that keeps getting bigger it's the same players throughout history it's unbelievable yeah. how these creepy little people keep getting away with this so well. It's amazing to me, man. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a it's a long plan, um, and it's executed uh, really well. But yeah, those uh, John James Corbett uh, documentaries are excellent. I've seen both of them, and I tried to make my in laws watch uh, watch the first one, which didn't go very well. Um, I also, uh, you know, would encourage people to just look into the Flexner report, F-L-E-X-N-E-R. And that was commissioned by Rockefeller to basically put all of the homeopathic and naturopathic medical schools out of business um, in this country and convert everything to one of three treatments, uh, drugs, radiation or surgery. And that's essentially the allopathic model, which is also uh, based on germ theory. And uh, there's also an excellent book uh, by Eustace Mullins um, on this subject. And in the Nancy Turner Banks book, too, she talks about this quite a bit. There you go. Is this it? This, this must be the right one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's Is exactly that, right. Could you say that second book that you mentioned again? Uh, the Eustace Mullins book? Um, yeah, uh, E-U-S-T-A-C-E, -E, Mullins. And um, I'm blanking on the name of the book right now, but I think it's her uh, his most popular uh, book, or or maybe it's the only book on medicine. 
Well, I can't seem to find it. All I'm getting is Curtis Mullins. Well, if I could turn my back for a minute, I can grab it off the shelf. Have at it. Of course you can. So listen, guys, while the doctor's looking for that book, share this information everywhere. If you can't share the entire live stream because it's too much information for your computer to download, download the first 15 minutes and re-upload it absolutely anywhere. Absolutely anywhere, please. Because this is important and this is just rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. So there's that. And I'm trying to watch the, uh, oh, I know who you're talking about, Sam. Murder by injection. I remember that. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Mike Decker's right here. He's, he's modern and wingman at the same time. So it's awesome. So. All right. My, my reading list uh, keeps getting longer and longer. Um, but I'm going to show you. I actually have all four books that I recommended I can show you. So this is the uh, Eustace Mullins book, Murder by Injection. This, this covers the um, early uh, conversion over to the allopathic med medical system in uh, a very good detail. Um, some unsavory characters like Morris, Fish Morris Fishbein. Um, this is the Nancy Turner Banks book. Oops. Ah, that's what AIDS, Opium, and Diamonds in Empire. I kept calling it the wrong name, surprisingly enough, I'm well, sure. Well, it's quite mouthful. Gasoline or something like that. And then here are the, the two of the Forrest Moretti books. The Autism Vaccine, the story of modern, men modern medicine's greatest tragedy. Nice. And uh, this one is really excellent. This one talks about all of the neurologic disease, autoimmune disease, and various other things. Crooked man-made disease explained. And who's that written by? This is uh, also Forrest Moretti. Gotcha. gotcha. Same author as uh, The Autism Vaccine. And, and he actually wrote another excellent book um, on, uh, on polio called The Moth. The Moth and the Iron Lung. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, what else you got? Well, I uh, I think that's all the material I have for tonight, unless you have any questions that for was, me. That was absolutely – I've got 5,000 questions for you, but I know you got to prep and get ready because Jason Lindgren is, like I told you before we went live, he is very well spoken. He's very well researched, and he will pick up wherever I dropped off. So it's all good. You are doing tremendous work. I mean, this is we're 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 in the middle of a revolution, and most people aren't even paying attention. And you are standing tall, and it's amazing, man. It's amazing. And of course, you got to have this comment before you go. <laughs> if you believe, we yeah, put yeah. a man on the moon. Uh, th Bob. Thank you very much. <laughs> Imagine that with even has a sense of humor. That is phenomenal. All the links to Dr. Kaufman's information will be pinned in the description as well as um, secrets of Saturn or Jason Lingering's channel, which he'll be on. I don't know what, how long from in an hour from now. Yeah. It's uh 9 PM Eastern time. So about 9, 40, 45 minutes. Okay. 9 PM Eastern time and links will be in the chat and you can actually do call-ins with Jason and talk to Dr. Kaufman yourself. And if we can, if the creek don't rise in the good Lord's will, and we'll have you back as soon as possible. Anytime you need to come back, just shoot me a text and I'll bring it up if, as long as it's possible. So okay. I really appreciate it. You got a lot of people pulling for you and you got even more people praying for you. So Richie from Boston, Mike Decker and Dr. Andrew Kaufman. I appreciate your time and we are out. I hate it spinning so long. We're <laughs> overloading the YouTube. The, did you see? I was trying to. I was.